0: Welcome to the MindTales podcast. We are a fast-growing tech mental health organization, here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health care both accessible and inclusive. That's why part of our mission is to get discussions, conversations, and debates about mental health going. From psychiatrists to educators entrepreneurs and community members we bring you the stories and experiences of health advocates from around the world and that's what we're going to do today if you like our episode or have any suggestions for future content please like it leave a comment or connect with us on instagram at MindTalesOfficial. official it makes us so happy to hear from the mindtales community Welcome, Fadil, to the Mindales Collective podcast. So for those of you meeting him for the first time, Fadil ben is a serial entrepreneur with over 10 years of experience in the digital innovation space in MENA. And he's also the founding CEO of Akadok, which is the region's first online instant booking platform that aims to connect healthcare providers and doctors with their patients. Launched in 2018, Akadok is a health tech startup with a mission to create a better healthcare experience for all and operates currently across three countries in the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and also Indonesia. Fadil, I can't wait to hear more about Akadoc and chat about the mental health element that underlies entrepreneurship. So before we begin, welcome and tell us how you are today.
1: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, Raisa, for having me.
0: You're most welcome. We'd love for this to be an inside perspective into Akadok's trajectory as a health tech startup. And we also want to hear more about your personal journey as an entrepreneur. So in the very beginning, it sounds like you noticed this gap in the existing healthcare system and you took action to address it by founding Akadok. That's quite a simple statement, but the magnitude of taking that step is huge. So where did your interest in entrepreneurship stem from?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I've been always passionate about um, digital uh, and technology. Um, my experience um, in the last 10 years has been always around um, e-commerce. Um, and um, and really, the, um, uh, the health tech and, and Okado came from a, a personal Um, experience that was not so great where I tried to book an appointment with Mm -hmm. uh, my own doctor uh, and and it took me just 15 minutes not to get an appointment being put on hold uh, while calling the uh, the the call center or the receptionist and uh, and I just felt that when you're you're sick or ill this is where technology uh, could help and and you know if we have helped people uh, buying product and receiving them in a very short period of time uh, technology should be able to help as well patients when they need it to be able to book an appointment in less than mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, where the entrepreneurship stem came from, yeah. I think it, it's a good question. Um, um, I've got my family um, and parents who've been uh, entrepreneurs, so I've seen them um, launching uh, multiple businesses since yeah. um, I was born. And, uh, and I think that has always uh, been in my mind, in my family, and in, in the culture.
0: Interesting. And I'm sure there must have been quite a few uncertainties when you actually undertook the initiative of building Okadok. So what were the very first steps that you took to build this organization? And how did you manage those initial concerns?
1: Yeah, no, I think the, the first step was really to understand um, why, what's, Seems to me to be such a simple um, uh, process or step to um, offer to patients was not, you know, available. So I, we've done a lot of research myself and 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 the team uh, and and, and uh, people around me who've joined this venture. And yeah. so, really the first steps were really about was really about understanding something that was completely unknown. Um, uh, I've been personally very familiar with. Technology, product, business, operations, um, uh, healthcare was completely new uh, to me. I, I I couldn't differentiate even different specialities um, right. uh, in, in healthcare. Um, I couldn't uh, um, you know um, really uh, uh, tell more about uh, you know healthcare. Uh, but uh, making an appointment with my GP and knowing about flu and mm. <laughs> and general. <generally laughs> But really the the interest came, the first steps was really about to understand what are the technologies that are available, why booking online booking was not available at that time, uh, what was done in other markets and countries. So doing a lot of benchmark, doing a lot of research, finding that others have already solved this problem in other countries, which gave you more confidence that something interesting. And I've seen that this was really loved by both patients and uh, doctors in, in other countries and markets, which really gave us a lot of confidence um, uh, to kind of continue. So really, the first step was all about research. Uh, the second natural step for us, which we thought was important, was build something simple and learn mm-hmm. from it. Right? Let's mm-hmm. not overcomplicate or overinvest. Uh, um, let's just try something very flexible um, uh, and, and 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 just go live as fast as possible and and have a proof of concept that allows you to learn more.
0: Right. And it actually sounds like it was a learning journey for you at the same time that you were also trying to convince others or sharing your mission with others and having them believe in it as well and so on that topic when we do embark on these new and uncertain ventures a lot of founders say that there is an overwhelming pressure to really appear calm before your employees to sell your vision whereas in actuality it can be quite daunting to be responsible for a lot of bigger picture details like being uh, in being in charge of employees incomes or making tough decisions that come with doing what's best for the business so a majority of leaders have reported that this results in loneliness or feeling like there is a loss of somebody to confide in so do you relate to these feelings and what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs
1: well, absolutely it's uh, it is a responsibility um, it is also a, a personal responsibility to you know invest your own money time mm-hmm. um, uh, of course uh, um, convincing both investors and, and people to join you in this journey yeah, especially at the very beginning because you mm-hmm. um, you know there is pretty much nothing right uh, it's, it's an idea and you want people to believe in the idea and to be able to visualize it and believe in it right and, um, and, um, and what's, uh, it? it is a responsibility. Um, I, I've been very fortunate that I had an experience and background where, you know, a lot of investors uh, knew that, you know, I already handled uh, very large mm-hmm. operations or multiple startups, um, mm-hmm. so they, they were more comfortable. Um, however, um, it's, I've, I've, I still remember meeting um, investors, like angel investors, who said, it looks like it's a, it's a brilliant idea and I'm gonna make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. And I was like, but you also lose all your money out of this area. And, 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 and that, you know, maybe not my experienced investor was kind of, really, I can lose all my money. I was like, yes, you can lose it. So you have to be also aware that this is a high yeah. risk investment. And, uh, and, 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 you know, being very transparent uh, with that, but really believing in what you do is, is, is extremely, uh, important and not believing in the short term uh but yeah. really believing in the long term and and believing in in what the future holds for you right experience is um is uh, is definitely uh, incredible because it's just you know you're not starting from scratch you're starting from your own experience mm-hmm. you're starting from um knowledge and um, and and already yeah, good habits so um Really putting yourself in as many experiences as you can, um, um, uh, as an entrepreneur or as a team member or employee of a company, trying to do as much as you can is always something that you will always need in the future. And you never know, you know, right. uh, uh, that you're going to need that. Um, uh, but at the same time, uh, sometimes you've got to unlearn from certain experiences. And, and,
0: exactly. And,
1: uh, exactly, and as We've really brought so much from our e-commerce experience to the yeah. health tech. Uh, we've also made a lot of mistakes uh, by trying to uh, implement certain e-commerce behaviors,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and, and we, we've lost actually a lot of money by doing so. Uh, we wasted time, and then we realized that this is not e-commerce, uh, and yeah. uh, and uh, so you you've got really to be. Uh, aware on what to bring from your own experience and what you need to unlearn and and Mm -hmm. relearn from a completely different industry.
0: And it sounds like there is also this ongoing process of trial and error sometimes when you're first entering a new industry and getting to learn exactly how the landscape functions and how to implement your idea in the best way. I think that really does also take a lot of Maybe also you're guided by your intuition, but at the same time, a lot of flexibility, adaptability and learning.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Look for us. I mean, if I can give you an example is about we have no issues and we say it always um, between us and the team. And when we onboard new team members, we have no issue. We want people to make mistakes because that means that they're trying New things, they put themselves um, uh, on the edge, and, and we reward that. So failure is absolutely a no issue, even if it's cost a lot of money. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: however, what we don't accept is repeating two times the same mistake. So we always say, right. we, we, we're happy if you make a mistake that makes us lose a million dollars, because that's a learning of a million dollars. But we, we do not accept two mistakes of one dollar right and Mm -hmm. and this is that means that you're not learning from your mistakes right
0: right
1: so so this is really um something important and really being self you know really honest with yourself when something doesn't work right when you try something um it's good to fail but you want to fail fast right you don't want uh, your ego or your You know, whatever feelings make you feel like, no, I need to keep on trying. Sometimes if something doesn't work, it's great. You've got the knowledge, Mm -hmm. you know, you you want to move fast. You want to communicate that. You want to be Mm -hmm. transparent with the the board, the investors. This is what we've started and it doesn't work. And this is what we learned from it. However, this is what we want to try
0: now. Absolutely. And something that really sticks to me um, about something that you mentioned when it comes to failing fast is that oftentimes there is also this perhaps feeling that when you've invested a lot of time in something, it becomes harder to let it go because um, it's almost as though you've put in so much time and energy. uh, Why not just see it through? And so actually on that topic, I'd like to turn our attention to the founders' mental health. Um, And so we want to hear more about your thoughts on balancing elements of control when leading an organization. Letting go is a really scary concept for a lot of CEOs and a lot of founders. And some of them feel the need to be involved all the time. There is also this feeling perhaps that when they give up some control and accountability to their team that they lose power. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I think this is uh, such a a crucial um, point and question. Um, when you start a a business or a, an idea, or, you know, you're into a startup. Usually, it starts with one or two, you know, founders. Uh, so you you've got to do everything, right? And uh, and of course, that's not scalable. Uh, you need people. You need team. Um, um And you need to share the responsibilities and the accountabilities and 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 you need that kind of help right mm-hmm. uh, and uh it's when you're used to do so many things um having people joining you um sometimes you you might micromanage or um, you know have difficulties in giving up uh what you have built maybe because you 've enjoyed right. also and you like to do it or it's just because it 's habit sometimes um it is very difficult um, for a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, and it was the case to be honest with you, for me, uh, in the past, where you know it feels that you're losing control or you're losing power uh, over mm-hmm. something, and in reality, it's very important to delegate, trust the team members and accept that it won't be done the same way you would do it, right mm-hmm. It might be done maybe better than you uh, it might be done the way you like it but it might take just a couple of months or weeks sometimes but you have to let this process happen share your feedback show to the team that you trust them even though it's not as you want to see right and, and yeah. this is what would what will bring um, um, the the scale and the success and allows you as um, a ceo or a founder to really focus on what matters right sometimes yeah you you hear uh CEOs that or entrepreneurs that said yeah the the only mistake I've done was that you know for example Mm -hmm. and and it's not the only mistake it's the main mistake because you as a CEO you should really focus on what the CEO should do and 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 really trust your teams right right letting them run the business with you and really think more as a, as a team rather than thinking as a, mm-hmm. a, a structure where you have to control. It's easier to say than to do, but it's it's one of the key success, right? Um, to me, to, for, for a company, to, right. to be able to grow.
0: Yeah, and I love that you recognized or sort of emphasized the point that all employees, no matter what level in the organization, do encounter this problem of Uh, delegating and perhaps giving up tasks to others at some point. Um, And you also mentioned something about a support system, and so on that note, studies show that a great board is well-formed not only structurally but also socially. So when you decide to recruit or look for a board and curate that great board for your organization, what sets apart the most successful ones is that they are often also effective social systems. So, the individuals that form the board are also mentors, and many CEOs find themselves creating a personal board of experienced advisors for their own life's pathway alongside actually their professional board of directors. So how can entrepreneurs leverage their board of advisors to build a strong support system?
1: I think really um, one of the learning I've got from the previous experiences is, is really to make sure that you have a great um, support around you as, as a CEO um, it is a, a very lonely job um, because the way it is structured right if right. you look at an chart, uh, you've got the CEO on top and then you've got the management team and people reporting right. you know that's very traditional and the CEO reports to a board which you know is also part of uh, uh, most of the time but it's very much you know everyone reporting and then mm-hmm. the CEO report on this layer you have no colleagues of the CEO kind of, right? right? And that makes the role very lonely because you are dealing with all the requests from both sides and you're kind of, you know, uh, taken between uh, both and, and, and that could be uh, quite unhealthy um, and uh, and can bring a lot of stress, anxiety, right. um, and, and, and won't maybe necessarily allow you to make the right decisions for the company. So right. I think what's very important is as a founder, as an entrepreneur is to build a support network and make sure to never compromise on choosing the right investors and board of directors. And because these are the people you're gonna work with all the time. Uh, These are the people that are going to support you and understand you. And you wanna make sure that you are dealing with people who are experienced in dealing with CEOs and founders, people who are experienced with the startup uh, world, so they're not, you know, um, it's not kind of a first time for them. When when you have investors um, that, um, you know, it's their first time investment in a startup, they're already stressed, and they don't know how to, right? And so you want to make sure that um, you're not also dealing with their stress. Rather, you want to deal with their experience and knowledge uh, to 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 help you do that, right? To help you achieve goals right. uh, of the company. So really, selecting the right investors and board of directors, which is within the hand and power of the entrepreneur. So at the very beginning, uh, sometimes it's much easier to say than to do because you need funding, and you know, and you would accept sometimes money from any investor. But that's really yeah. something that is extremely important that you interview and get to know who's going to be on the board right Right.
0: Um, uh, Right.
1: and 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 bring that building this kind of relationship with them um um, professional social uh, uh, tapping into their experience um, is extremely important
0: so let's turn our attention to your team at akadok for the final part of our conversation Once the pandemic began, AkaDoc's path was really fast-tracked and unfolded much earlier than expected. And nowadays, many organizations also believe that putting in long hours and more work means better work. Wearing that badge of honor is also typical within the hustle culture of startup life. But as we all know, high performance is really not so much about quantity as it is about managing, how well you manage your mental health, conserve your energy, balance your focus, and work smart. So how can leaders positively impact productivity and their communication styles to boost their business outcomes? What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I think this is, this is so important. Um, one of the things we've, we've done is really making sure that the team works within the working hours, right? And, um, and that sounds really for a startup where people work you know, 15 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. And that sounds so cool, right? Uh, um, we really kind of from the very beginning said, we don't want that because um, we've lived that in the past in other uh, startups. And we just realized that you work a lot, uh, but you don't necessarily make the right decisions because you are overwhelmed, you're tired, you're mentally tired. And you just produce, uh, in reality, working hours, but you don't really produce, um, you know, efficient work or efficient Mm -hmm. outcome. So one of the things is working within the working hours is extremely important. And any time you need to go beyond that, then it gets raised or flagged that you either need help um, or maybe um, we need extra resources or work on building more efficiency in what we are doing right? Uh, That being said, it happens, of course, that especially during COVID, where we had to deliver, for example, the video consultation uh, products in 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 no time. And and it's absolutely fine to have those periods uh, where you have to really work um, extremely hard and a lot Mm -hmm. of hours, weekends. Uh, But what you have to make sure is, one, have a clarity on how long it's going to be, Uh, It's absolutely fine if it's for a couple of months or three months. Make sure that the team that is going through that is having the right support. Um, uh, You know, making sure that um, uh, they have the right mental support, uh, listening to their problems, making sure uh, they have their, you know, no other stress around. Um, During COVID, uh, we had team members that couldn't even um, uh, buy their, do their grocery shopping. Uh, so, we made sure to support them uh, because they were so busy with the work, so they could not even buy the groceries uh, for themselves and their families. So, really making sure that this is limited in time, that you're also thinking about when this period stops uh, and the person has a proper break uh, to refresh themselves, making sure that um, you know, um, it's, uh, it's something that does not impact. Uh, other um, areas, basically. So, it, it, of course, as a startup, these kind of things happen often, mm-hmm. but it should be limited, it should be uh, uh, well, uh, you know, um, uh, um, looked after. And, um, and this is really something that w- we care about. It's just because someone who sleeps well, someone who eats well, someone who takes the time to care about their physical health um, mm-hmm. and their mental health, is someone that is extremely performant, is someone that can deliver great decisions that make uh, uh, the right, take the right path for the company.
0: Right. And let's turn our attention before you go to your relationship with your own mental health. How has this changed or developed over the years? And what would you say is your advice for top three mental health tips?
1: mental health is equally, if not more important than physical health, right? Our job is to make the right decisions, is to communicate with others, is to be able to have clarity of thought on what we are doing, mm-hmm. uh, making the right strategies, the right decisions, uh, being able to cooperate and bring ideas. At least for me, the best advice is, the first is sleep, right? And, 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 and I think everything starts with, with, with the sleep. Uh, you sleep better, you sleep early um, uh, it's it's something that allows you to um, have a, a clarity of thought. It's so important because you a lot of times you work at night you work late hours um, uh, you don't sleep the right amount uh, you don't you wake up and you have to start with a lot of caffeines and coffee to kind of wake yourself up and 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 I think that's that's already a, you know a wrong start so it's it's really start with those kind of Habit by starting having a proper sleep. Um, the second, I would say, is having a balanced diet. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's so important um, what you eat, when you eat, uh, uh, how you eat. Uh, this is again, this is the fuel of your body, right? And and your physical health helps your mental health. So, um, having a proper food. Um, taking those things so seriously by preparing them, you know, the day before or the week before, making sure that you're not just gonna order a sandwich on your desk. And finally, and, uh, mental health is, is about communicating with others, right? People that you trust, uh, communicating with, um, you know, a mental health advisor at Okadok, we're putting in place um, for the entire team, uh, a free access to uh, uh, mental health uh, professionals um but but that could be done through professionals i think you, it could be done through advisors or family or friends uh, it's really about communicating with others being able to be vocal and, and and tell your feelings really it's something i do now but it took me a lot of times to do uh and uh, and i advise it to just recently to one of our team member it, it happens sometimes that you know you have a bad night of sleep or you you slept you know very late and you're completely exhausted. You came back from a mm-hmm. the travel, these are days where the next day I make sure I make no decision, I cancel meetings, yeah. and I do really the light work that needs to be done. Uh, where because I know that I'm gonna, if I interact into meetings, I'm not gonna give my 100%. I might be uh, stressed, I might be tired, I might not, you know, handle maybe information the same way I would if I was full of
0: energy. Brilliant. Thank you, Fadhil, for taking the time to join us on the MindTales Collective podcast. We can't wait to have you back sometime in the future.
1: Thank you, Reza. Thank you so much for having me. Okadok is available on um, the Okadok website, okadok.com. Uh, it's available on the uh, uh, iOS and Android uh, stores, uh, Apple Store and Google Play Store, but also on the Hawaii uh, gallery, uh, app gallery. Uh, but it's also available where patients start their healthcare journey. So it's available as well um, as a, a widget or on a white label solution on a lot of the healthcare providers' websites like MediClinic, okay. MedCare, Emirates Healthcare Group, and um, in uh, uh, Health Plus, Danatly, Marat, and many others. And it's also available on certain insurance mobile apps like Daman Insurance, for example. Uh, so... Yeah. Yeah, these are all the uh, areas where you can find all the services.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the MindTales Collective. If there were any questions that stood out to you, don't let these conversations stop here. Share your thoughts with your family and friends or send over a quick message to us on Instagram to share your thoughts with us. And don't forget to hit the follow button. You can find us at MindTales Official. We know it's been a tough year. We want to remind you to check in on how you're feeling and ask for help if you need it. Remember, self-care is more than a band-aid. Your mental health is important. Stay tuned for more content next week. Take care and talk to you soon.